Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good weekend? It was nice, actually. I wasn't planning to do very much, but in the end I realised it was the bonfire weekend, so we went to some lovely fireworks, Henry and Amelia's school. And then, let me tell you, it poured with rain basically the whole weekend, then probably about half an hour before the fireworks were due to start. It cleared up quite nicely, so for once the weather helped us out. Yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be pretty bad, lots of rain this week in the UK. Very stormy, lots of floods playing out over the course of the weekend. The river in Cobham was uh, coming up the high streets. It was all very dramatic after some pretty dry months uh, over the course of the past, well, half a year or so. The uh, the rain is coming back with a vengeance. Uh, is it going to be dramatic on the markets this week? Is it a mixed picture last week? Yeah, pledges of an extended rate hiking cycle in the United States forecasts a prolonged recession in the UK from the Bank of England. Certainly dampened investor sentiment last week, although healthy corporate earnings and signs. The US labour markets are starting to cool limited some of the losses. S&P 500 fell 3.3% during the course last week. There was a brighter picture in Europe and in Asia. Stock 600 in Europe was up 1.5% over the course of the week. Asian stocks rallied. This is on rumours that the Chinese COVID rules will finally be eased early next year including relaxation of border controls. What we do know is, of course, those rules have had a dramatic effect, not only in terms of domestic activity, but also global supply chain. So I think there will be a sight of relief if we were indeed to start to see China moving to uh, a more easing stance when it comes to some of those restrictions. Opening calls on the European borders is still to the downside this morning. Currently calling the Euro stocks 50 down four points, FTSE 100 in London down 50. 51 points, Ducks over in Frankfurt down 16 points. Uh, what about reflection on the US employment report? Yeah, we knew this was going to be important. We know the Federal Reserve, the US Central Bank, is watching this very carefully. Indeed, they have been concerned alongside, of course, with elevated inflation about the tight labour markets that we've been seeing in the United States. So, in some ways, they had been hoping for an easing of conditions which would allow them to take the foot off the rate hiking uh, rate hiking gas, I suppose is a good way to describe it. US employment support, however, only suggested a moderate slowing in labour demand. October headline payroll increase was 261,000. That was certainly above consensus. Consensus was around 193,000, but was a decline from the revised 315,000 uh, in September. Unemployment rate on the other side of the report ticked up. It was up two-tenths of 1% to 3.7%. Slight easing is unlikely, I think, to be enough to persuade the Federal Reserve that they're able to start to ease back in terms of that hiking cycle. Still look for the Fed to hike by 50 basis points at the December meeting. And what about Twitter? It's losing revenue and, and lots of sackings going on. Yeah, it's a turbulent time at Twitter, no doubt about that. New owner, owner Elon Musk said the social media platform has experienced a massive drop in revenue as advertisers withdraw. It's thought that the decline is partly due to the weaker economic conditions. They're not the only ones, of course, who've recently heard from the likes of Alphabet, which is the owner of Google, from the likes of Meta, which own Facebook, saying they're seeing much weaker advertising revenue coming through. But it could also be, I think, a reaction to new management's approach 
includes changes to the content moderation policy. The likes of VW, Pfizer, General Mills have all said that they will temporarily pause advertising. And that announcement comes as Elon Musk sets about, of course, slashing the workforce. Thought he's looking to reduce it in half with the loss of somewhere around 3,700 jobs. This approach has also been criticised. It's a bit of a weird process in order to uh, to uh, release people of, uh, from their employment. Apparently, they were told to check two email boxes, their official work email box and their personal email box. They received an email to their work email box they were retained. If they got it in their personal uh, email box, then they were fired, which is a not great way to go around this process, you have to say. But Musk said he will focus on software engineering, on servers uh, operations, and on the design. But the reality is there's a long way to go in terms of just justifying that $44 billion that he paid for the business. Yeah, they were saying on French radio this morning, they were talking to somebody that worked that's just been fired, and he was saying he didn't even get the email or the letter. He just could not access his computer anymore. That was the way he got fired. So, Yeah, there's been a number of reports in relation to that. Now, you can understand a little bit from the company's perspective what they need to do is trying to make sure that their servers are safe, that their data is safe, that people aren't uh, maliciously uh, going about being destructive in terms of the business. So I think the plan has been to cut off everyone who's un, who's who's unlikely to come back to make sure that they they are able to maintain the integrity of the business. And what do you think of this blue tick having to pay for it? Do you think it's contra- well, it's quite controversial, but do you think it's can well, it's about gaining revenue. The reality yeah. is, I was reading over the course of the weekend that Twitter's losing somewhere around about $4 million a day. Now, that's a significant amount of money, and clearly that's uh, unsustainable. So I think they are looking at ways to try and generate revenue, and perhaps they'll have some cachet if you are indeed in that verified gang. If you do want to have that blue tick, then people may be prepared to pay for it. Have you got a blue tick? Uh, I can't think. I haven't really used Twitter for a long time, to be honest with you. I think I've still got some some followers on there, but it's been a while. I couldn't work it out. I think the first time I went on it many moons ago, I just was told I had too many words. Typical woman. I was obviously saying too I think much. I think they might have changed that actually in the last. I think you can have a lot more characters than you could in the old days. Okay, foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Dollar looking a little bit weaker over the course of the past couple of days. Pound against dollar coming in at one thirteen. Euro dollar back to point nine nine and a half. Can we get just under one euro fourteen cents for your British pound this morning? Speak to you at the same time tomorrow, Hank. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Hank Potts from Barclays. Barclays Private Bank has been in Monaco for one hundred years. Since we opened our doors here in 1922, we have enabled our clients to invest in tomorrow and to influence it, drawing on experience, insights and ideas to help them create the world they want to make possible. And we're only just getting started. 100 years in Monaco, 100 years young. 